Welcome back to Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. As an update on Otani's injury this week, we've gotten a little bit of official information finally. As a reminder for those who don't know, Otani went on the DL, the disabled list, a couple weeks ago, and he was said to be evaluated in three weeks, which was going to happen at the end of June. And they're still going to look at him then, but they've also pushed it back a bit. Not what we've been waiting for, but according to Mike Sosha and other staff members, they're kind of optimistic of how his arm is looking. Whether they're just saying that or they actually mean it, we don't know, but... Yeah, I mean, it's like super broad, but optimistic is a good sign. There was reports that Otani was actually even taking one-arm swings. And he was also doing somewhere he was literally just standing there looking at the pitches coming in. <laughs> that one is super strange. I'm not saying that it never happens, but it's one of those, like, we don't hear about that often. A player literally standing in the batter's box looking at pitches just yeah. to kind of stay with the timing and not getting rusty. So they're still going to check on it this upcoming week for the end of the month evaluation, but they're also probably not going to make a full decision until another two, three weeks because they said they wanted to keep monitoring it more and see how it goes. And since this is an injury episode, we figured we'd also talk a little bit about the differences between Japanese baseball and American baseball. We've touched on it a little bit in past episodes and in one of the initial episodes when we talked about Otani's time in Japan, but we figured we'd go a little bit more in depth so you can understand where Otani's coming from. It all started in the Greater Japan Tokyo Baseball Club back in 1934. That's a little earlier than I thought. Yeah, they were pretty... I don't know about ahead of the curve, but they were early on it. The Nippon Professional Baseball League was formed when the league organized back in 1950. So 16 years after the Nippon League, the NPB, which is what we now know as Japanese baseball, was formed. The NPB has two leagues, the Central League and the Pacific League. Just like the MLB, the season starts in late March or early April and ends in October with two or three All-Star games in July. Both leagues have since adopted a 146-game schedule. So they have a shorter season, but they still end in October because they only play six games a week. Every Monday, they have off. Wow. That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like every Monday off. Take a little vacay. Rest off. Go with the family. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. And after each regular season, the best teams from each league go on to play in the Nippon Series or the Japan Series, which is basically like the World Series for MLB. And in terms of minor leagues, there are two secondary-level professional minor leagues for the MPB, the Eastern League and the Western League, which each play shorter schedules. The MPB and the MLB are actually pretty similar i mean they're both played the same almost all the same rules except for a few that we'll get into right now they use smaller baseballs we've seen a few problems with otani he's not used to the major league baseballs which are not only slightly different material but the npb baseballs are actually smaller 
Yeah, he's gotten several blister situations from the MLB balls. So not only are the baseballs smaller, but the strike zone is also smaller. We also have a smaller playing field. Which makes it easier to hit dangers. Dangers are flying everywhere. Home run. So the the home run isn't like as big over there. I mean, like you hit a home run and it's the best thing in baseball. But it's not like American baseball where it's like a home run or nothing now. I feel like every team has home run hitters now. As we see like in a lot of Japanese baseball players, Ichiro, Aoki, a bunch of the players that come from Japan, they tend to be like great single and double hitters. So their fields being smaller, it's like they're pushed to excite the crowd a little more. I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I mean, it's, it's a good strategy to make the game a little bit more fun. Another difference in Japan is that Baseball games can end in a tie there. Oh, my God. <laughs> that I'm not cool with. That's like one of my sport pet peeves. Like, it's one of the reasons I don't get into soccer. Not like World Cup and all that. Because um, like first few rounds, you can end in a tie. But usually for the championship, obviously, you can't tie. But... A tie in a competition? Something's not right. (laughs) And to clarify, they play an additional three innings besides the regular nine innings. But after that, it can be a tie. Yeah, so they're adding three innings with the purpose of possibly having someone win, but not completely killing the players and having them play like the equivalent of two games if the score is still tied, which happens sometimes in American baseball. But I love when that happens because every inning just becomes like a game of on their own, you know, like super exciting. Every at-bat can change the game. And in the Japan series, which is their version of the World Series, they increase it to up to six innings extra. But even then, after that, it can still be declared a tie. Oh, my <laughs> God. I I wasn't even aware of this. <laughs> like, imagine you have a series, and this is the championship, and you play your heart out, and you play for 15 innings, and then it's still tied, and you're like, oh, you know, got to play an extra game this series. <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't even want to comment. Like, I don't understand it. The whole point of a competition is to declare a winner, right? It just doesn't add up in my brain. And, you know, extra innings in baseball aren't perfect. It can sometimes drag on. Yeah. But, you know, you still got to get a winner. In Japan, it's also more normal to have a six-man starting pitching rotation, Mm -hmm. whereas in baseball, in the MLB, it can happen that there's six, but usually it's a five-man rotation. We've brought this up before, but it's the reason why the Angels give Otani an extra day off, just to give him extra time, keep him with the timetable that he's, um, he's used to. And now that Otani's injured, the Angels are 
sticking with the five-man rotation for the moment. By the way, there's 12 teams in the MPB. Originally, there was 15 in the 50s, but by the end of the 50s, it was down to 12. And that's what it still currently is. And that's in comparison to 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Until 1993, my born year. Shout, shout. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Best year. Um... Baseball was the only team sport played professionally in Japan. In that year, the J-League Professional Football League was founded. And the J is for Japan, so Japanese league. And that football is football as in foot with a soccer ball, <laughs> not with a, that weird-shaped, roundish ball that we play over here. One great player that had major impact in merging the MLB and the NPB was the pitcher Hideo Nomo. He came over to the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1995 after retiring from the Japanese team. Kintetsu Buffaloes made some history. He won the Rookie of the Year in 1995. He led the league in strikeouts for two years. He threw two no-hitters. And is the only Japanese pitcher to throw a no-hitter in Major League Baseball until Hisashi Iwakuma did it in 2015. But yeah, he was a pretty successful pitcher that started something. NPB players were starting to come over to the MLB. This began what we know now as the posting system in 1998. The posting system is this somewhat complicated formula to get the players from their NPB team to the MLB. I'll try to simplify it. So basically, the MPB player gets posted by the NPB, which is pretty much telling the MLB, hey, this player's great. We think he'd be great and he wants to play in the MLB. The MLB then just announces it to all the teams and they're pretty much charged this flat rate to give to the NPB league so that the player can come here. And that flat rate comes from the player's contract, which let's say it's $100 million. I say that so casually and it's so much money, but <laughs> let's say it's $100 million. Obviously, the NPB will get 25% of that, which is $25 million. Then the player gets the rest. And since Hideo Nomo came over to the MLB... Over 60 MPB players have played in the MLB since and made that same jump. Players we've mentioned like Ichiro and Hideki Matsui and Otani. There's a lot of other smaller details of comparisons between Japanese baseball and American baseball, but those are the basic ones to be aware of. Also, we saw that there are some people from Japan who listen to this podcast. Hey, shout outs. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. And if you have any stories you want to email us about your experience, you can send it to somethingbaseball at gmail.com. S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G, baseball, one word, at gmail.com. We'd be interested to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see that myself. Seriously, thank you guys for listening. Um, Literally, like, a fourth of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Like, I thought, like, six people and probably close or related to us were going to listen, but you guys are tuning in, so 
again, thank you. It means a lot. That about wraps up this episode. Come back, Otani. We miss you. <laughs> I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And this is Otani Comes to America. New episodes every Monday. Peace.